Welcome to the Guided Expressions Podcast with Martin Williams, the place to learn and be inspired to live your best life. Here is your host, Martin Williams. Hello, everyone. My name is Martin Williams. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Guided Expressions Podcast, and I'm so happy to have you uh, here listening. If you have not already, please subscribe to the podcast. You can subscribe on YouTube. On, uh, you can also subscribe on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. And the links are in the description box on YouTube. And you can also go to anchor.fm and you can uh, look up Guided Expressions Podcast and subscribe there as well. So thank you so much for tuning in again. And I wanted to talk to you uh, today. It's Monday when I'm recording the podcast. And I wanted to talk to you about the evil heart of unbelief. And it is something that comes from the Bible, something that I use quite frequently in my talks and in my teachings. Uh, I am a born-again Christian, and it's something that uh, has helped me tremendously in my life, in all areas of my life, in fact. And um, I wanted to kind of bring that to you. Uh, you know, Even if you aren't someone who is heavily active in church or uh, doesn't read the Bible. The the Bible has a lot of teaching that applies to everyone, to be honest. And, uh, you know, if you really look at what's being taught, I think you can learn a lot from it. So what do I mean by the evil heart of unbelief? Well, I think it would be helpful if I read the actual scripture before I try to tell you how that would apply to your life. So the scripture comes from Hebrews 3 and 12, and it says, see to it, this is the New International Version, by the way, see to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. Okay? Now, the evil heart of unbelief comes from the New King James Version, which reads as follows. Beware, brethren, lest there be any of you, lest there be in any of you, excuse me, an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Now, what does that mean, an evil heart of unbelief? A lot of people have big dreams and big goals, and um, you know, there's a lot of things that they want to do for themselves, they want to do for their family, they want to do for God, they want to do for the world at large. And somewhere along the way, for so many people, there comes a time when they feel like, you know, this isn't going to work. You know, this is a dumb idea. I don't know why. I don't know what I was thinking, quitting my job and starting a business. I don't know what I was thinking, uh, getting married to this person. I don't know what I was thinking, thinking that I could lose weight at, at my age. I don't know what I was thinking. Uh that I could buy a house, you know, whatever the case may be, uh, or start this nonprofit or what have you. Um, and so what happens is that when, when a lot of people meet resistance, they automatically think they made the wrong decision. They automatically think that they're in the wrong place, which, of course, is not always true. Um, in life, you're going to meet resistance no matter where you are. And... Um, the key is to keep pushing 
in spite of the resistance. When you go to the gym and you're lifting weights, of course, you know, you're lifting against resistance, but that resistance is making you stronger. Um, that doesn't mean that every problem that you go through life is, is designed to make you stronger. I wouldn't say that it's designed to make you stronger, but it is a side effect. If you really will, will admit, the last five problems that you've gone through, you're stronger now, right? There are mistakes that you're not going to make anymore because you've learned. So it's not 100% bad that you went through that. You did get stronger. You did get wiser. Now, you don't go through things just to get wiser, but certainly getting wiser should be one of the outcomes. So, and so you don't have to um, be afraid when problems arise because, again, it's a part of life. Now, what a lot of, a lot of people don't realize is that, yeah, problems are a part of life, but if you have an evil heart of unbelief, you're going to go through more problems than someone who believes, okay? When I say an evil heart of unbelief, what I think a better, more updated term is negativity. Really assess how positive you are about life. You know, just kind of take a seat and really think about how positive is my outlook? Am I really positive? Do I really believe that good things are going to happen? Do I really believe that this business is going to work? Do I really believe that I'm going to have a good day at work today? Do I really believe that my relationship is getting better? My marriage is getting better? Do I really believe that? Do I really believe that I'm going to lose weight if, if that's my goal? Or get in shape if that's my goal? Do I really believe that uh, my goals are going to come true. And so if you really take inventory of, you know, do I really believe this stuff? It's really sobering, at least it was for me, <laughs> when I realized that, you know what, I don't know if I always believe that. I don't know if I truly believe that. I don't know if I truly believe that this is going to work. I don't, I don't know if I truly believe that my business is going to be successful. And it's really, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a, um, a wake-up call in a lot of ways because at the heart of everything is belief. Okay? The Bible says that you will have what you believe, basically. According to your faith, it is done unto you. And another translation uh, to that scripture is what you believe is where you're going to end up, okay? So if you believe that bad things are going to happen, if you if you really believe that, well, you know, there's there's no there's no good there's no good men or good women in the world. You know, if you're in a dating situation, um, you know, if you believe that no one wants your product or no one wants your service, then that's going to manifest, right? And that's not what you want. It's not what you want. Like you don't you don't want it to fail. Like if you're if you're starting a business, you don't want it to fail. That's not your goal. Your goal is for that business to be successful. So if it's 
based on your belief, right? Why not believe the thing that you want to happen? Why not believe it? It's because we allow our hearts, and when I say our heart, I'm not talking about the physical blood pump, but I'm talking about our hearts as far as our subconscious mind. We allow our hearts to become infected with unbelief. And how you know, how do, how does our heart become infected with unbelief? Well it's primarily done through the people that are around us. And it's primarily done also by uh, the people that we were raised by. Like if you were raised by really negative people, it's very, very easy to have an evil heart of unbelief because for 18 years, all you heard was how bad the world is or how people can't be trusted. All you heard was how hard things are. All you heard was, well, they don't allow uh you know people like us to have things like that um you know or they don't allow women to do xyz like you know you if that's all you heard growing up then yeah by the time you get to be 30 35 years old 40 years old 45 years old yeah that evil heart of unbelief has been entrenched in you and it's very difficult to believe the good in people and to believe the good in a situation. But it's still not enough of an excuse. Like, God's not going to excuse us because of those situations. Now that you're an adult, it's your responsibility to program your mind to get rid of the unbelief, okay? Because unbelief is like, you know, if we, if we use the analogy of a garden, right? Unbelief is your garden being overgrown with weeds. Even though you have crops, you know, maybe you're trying to grow tomatoes and potatoes and greens and all these different things, right? Unbelief that those weeds are overgrowing those crops and taking nutrients away okay it takes a great amount of negativity excuse me it takes a great amount of energy to be negative negativity saps your energy it it completely saps it away right it's very very uh difficult to soar when you're negative because so much energy is going into being negative and being negative does nothing for you. It does nothing for the world. It does nothing for your family. It does nothing positive. So you ha there's very little incentive to be negative. Most people are negative because they feel like it's going to keep them safe. It's going to keep them protected, right? It's going to keep them uh, insulated from problems. And, and that nothing could be further from the truth. Because negativity just attracts more and more problems, right? Now, it rains on the just and the unjust, meaning that, you know, people, good people have problems all the time. But it's not so much what happens to you as how you feel about what happens to you, right? If, if let's say, 
someone gets a flat tire. Two people get a flat tire. Someone who's positive, someone who's negative. Now, someone who's negative gets a flat tire. It's like the worst thing in the world. Okay? Because they think, oh, you know, I can't believe I got a flat tire. Oh, this is awful. This is, you know, this is horrible. And, you know, it just becomes this bigger problem than simply getting a flat tire fix, right? You think about all the, you think about the cost, you think about, um, you know, you think about the fact, oh man, I'm going to be late to work and I'm going to, you know, not be able to get to work on time. And, you know, of course it happens on a Monday. I can't believe this happened on a Monday, right? Look at how the negative person is processing this, right? And we're talking about a flat tire. We're not talking about a cancer diagnosis. We're not talking about something happening to your children, God forbid. We're not talking about some of the things that could really knock you for a loop. Excuse me. We're talking about a flat tire, something that has happened to virtually every person on earth at one time or another that drives, right? So you can look at it that way, and it can be a really, really miserable sequence of events until that tire gets fixed. And even after the tire gets fixed, you can complain about the cost and you can complain about the fact that, uh, you know, <clears throat> the place that I, I went and got the, the flat tire fix is so far out of the way and, they, you know, they cost too much and, you know, I'm going to have to get all these tires replaced. Even after the tire gets fixed, you're still miserable, right? This is a horrible way to live, all right? You don't have to live like this, Okay. Now, contrast that with the person who's positive. The positive person says, you know, yeah, flat tires aren't the greatest thing in the world, but I got uh, roadside assistance. So someone's going to come along, and they're going to replace my tire with the temporary tire. And then, you know, I'm just going to go, I'm going to call my work and say, you know, I'm going to be a little late this morning. I got a flat tire. And and 99% of the managers on earth will say, Okay, we'll just see when you get in, right? Excuse me. Then you go, you get the uh, the flat tire fixed. You go to the place, and you know you, you um <clears throat> you know you're thinking, okay, I, I got you know I got money in the bank to to take care of this, and you know I got um you know I got a spare tire, you know, so I was able to get there. I was safe and. You know, I'm able to get home and and all these things. But look at, you know, the positive person is, is thinking about the fact that, you know, I got a little time off this morning, right? I didn't have to go straight into work. I got to play hooky a little bit. Um, you know, I can kind of take my time getting into work and, and getting my day started, especially on a Monday. Sometimes I need a little extra time to, uh, to get everything uh, going. But look at how the positive person <clears throat> processes things differently. <clears throat> Excuse me. The positive person, the same thing happened to the positive person as the negative person, right? They both had a flat tire. But the positive person looks at it completely differently. Says, you know, I'm grateful to have roadside assistance. Grateful to have money in the bank to get it paid get the, the new tire put on the car, grateful to have a car, grateful to have gas, grateful to have 
a job to go to, a job to call in late from, right? All look at look at the way that the positive person goes through the issue, okay? And I'm telling you, because the positive person is positive, they're able to get through it a lot faster than a negative person, okay? You can have a flat tire, and if your attitude isn't right, two weeks later, you're still complaining about it. <laughs> two weeks later, you're still complaining about the flat tire. And there's no reason for it. There's no reason for it, okay? Because the flat tire, like, it's over. And it's time to, you know, focus on other things. And one of the best things to focus on is focus on all the good things that's happening in your life. And if you really pay attention to it, you can start to build a momentum of appreciation and gratitude every day. One of the things that I like to do is uh, in the morning, I like to write down 20 things that I'm grateful for. And it's amazing how my mood shifts, even when I'm not feeling like getting up. I'm not saying you don't always feel like uh, conquering the world first thing in the morning. But when you start practicing that, when you start practicing positivity, right, it's amazing how it changes your mood, it changes your outlook. All of a sudden, you're saying, you know, hey, you know, I'm, you know, I'm awake, I'm alive. I got a lot of good things going on in my life right now. Everything's not, is everything perfect? No, it's not. But, you know, I'm, I'm focusing on the things that are working in my life, the good things that are in my life right now, right? When you begin to do that, you start pulling up the weeds of unbelief, okay? You start, it's, it's like you're weeding your garden, okay? And not only are you weeding it, now, you know, when you go along and, and, and decide, okay, I'm going to be, I want to have a positive outlook on things. You know, think about the things that you have to do for your job and having a, a positive outlook and say, you know, I'm going to kill that meeting today. I'm going to kill that presentation. I'm going to kill this project, right? And when I say kill it, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to do an exceptional job, right? I'm going to do an exceptional job, um, you know, with whatever I'm being tasked to do at my, at my work, right? When you have that attitude, okay, you're going to move towards that and you're going to move away from wherever you've been performing at this point. And not only that, again, using the analogy of the garden, it's like you're spraying your garden with weed killer, right? When you have that positive attitude, when those, when those unbelieving thoughts, that evil heart of unbelief wants to spring up, you're spraying that thing down and saying, hey, you know, you can't grow here, okay? Because it's very difficult for a negative attitude to grow in a positive environment. It's very difficult, okay? That, the more positive, the more positive expectation you have, you're going to make it toxic for any negativity. And my prayer for you is, is that you begin to foster this positive expectation wherever you go. Every step of the way, every every minute of the day, make it a priority to be more positive. Make it a priority to be more expectant of good things. Make it a priority and be on the offensive and say, hey, 
today's going to be a great day. Today I'm going to kill it, right? And, you know, you just have to be positive for today. Let, let tomorrow worry about tomorrow. But bring all your energy to bear today and really go after it. Really make it a, make it a point to be more and more positive. And when you do that, things are going to start shifting in your life. And, you know, some things are going to shift right away. Other things, it's going to be more like a, a slow turn, right? You know, how an ocean liner turns ever so slightly, it's the same way. You know, some of the bigger things might take a little while for it to turn, but believe me, it's turning. And it's turning in your direction. So I want to thank you for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in and taking the time to listen to this podcast. Again, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. My name is Martin Williams. I hope you have an amazing, amazing day. Don't forget to subscribe to the Guided Expressions podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify to get all the latest content from Guided Expressions. No one builds a house without a blueprint, so why are you trying to build your dream life without one? That's how the Blueprint course was created. The Blueprint course is for people who know they were meant for more. Created by Martin Williams, the Blueprint is a streamlined way to help you create the life you've always wanted. Get instant access now by clicking the link in the description box or going to guidedexpressions.com forward slash blueprint.